Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I am joined by a man that has the biggest trencher this side of the Mississippi. Thank you. Thank you very much. His name is Justin. We are 151. You can uh, follow us on Podbean and iTunes. Subscribe to our page, along with the YouTube channel as well. Plus, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. That's the first time I haven't had to remind you about that. I do not pay attention to the Tumblr. It's a weird world. Uh, we have a very special guest in studio with us today, and I've gone back and forth with myself for probably a week on how to properly introduce him, and I think I'm just going to go with this. We're joined by a man who straight up fired my ass, showed me the door like Odin did to Thor. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Patrick is with us. Wow, after an intro like that, how do we possibly follow that up? I, I don't know, but Profanity. I... Profanity. Like I... <laughs> Like I said, I've been going back and forth with myself. I'm like, nah, we're just doing it. We're just <laughs> diving into it. No, thanks for joining us, Ryan. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure. To come to Studio North. I know. I had to like leave the uh, inner circle of the uh, 50309. <laughs> it took me a little while. You know, There were donut shops. There were a lot of churches. Ah, <sighs> Ankeny. At least yeah. it's not Pella. Right? We couldn't do this on a Sunday in Pella. I don't no, think. you can't work in, on Sundays in Pella. Really? Yeah, or something like that. A lot of uh, the shops and stuff down there are not open on Sundays. Well, that I knew, but you just didn't think that everybody just kind of and I don't shut think, down. I don't think you can. I don't think you can mow your street nope. or mow your lawn. Nope. Or, noise, uh, noise, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, really. You can't even have a sign in the air at that place. You have to have it like on the ground in a brick thing for the look of the town. All right. Well, Pella, yeah. crazy people. Wouldn't you know it? Couldn't record on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> so uh, we are one five one. Like I said, you can uh, follow and like and subscribe and do all that stuff on uh, social media and Podbean and YouTube and. I'd like to iTunes. send out a special hello to our Korean fans. <laughs> and I do want to point out I shaved for this. Your wife actually wrote me about that and said he shaved for you and not me. You know, well, I knew there was the video components and. You know what? I could like to take my time. I don't want to have to rush it on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What? Like, how big was the beard before that? It's not the. It's not the beard. It's the the neck beard. The mm-hmm. the Kyle Orton is what she talks oh, about. Oh, okay. Time. So you just cleaned up. Yeah, pretty much. You cleaned up your lines. Yeah, it's not like it was that you know bushy. The way she made it sound, it made it sound like you're Grizzly Adams. Living. <laughs> but again, Christie's got a, a very slanted view of lots of things, including. There's no the chance she's listening to this. Is not at all. I, I just, I just, I just assume for aerodynamics, he'd gone like the full legs and like a competitive swimmer sort of shaved down. It's actually the speedo is down mm-hmm. from the, right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yep. <laughs> big bush underneath that speedo. <laughs> Huge. Uh, today on the show, we are actually going to get into the world of the MCU. For us, uh, we're recording on the weekend that Spider-Man: Homecoming came out, and uh, we're. Right off of what, uh, Guardians was what, a month and a half, two months ago? This spring, yeah. And then uh, we've got, uh, we had the trailer for Black Panther come out, Thor Ragnarok, and uh, Inhumans, which we'll probably get to in a minute. Mm. And more of the announcements about uh, Captain Marvel. Yep, Captain Marvel. Yep. Uh, there's a whole bunch of this stuff about Infinity War out. Uh, the set photos. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Just constant stream of information coming out on that. And we realized in talking about, well, what do you want to talk about? Um, that we haven't talked about Marvel, like just Marvel. It's always been like, hey, DC sucks and this is what Marvel is doing better. But we haven't actually talked about 
what Marvel is actually doing better. And, you know, do we like where it's going? Do we like the things that have been coming out? And so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. So if you want to turn this off, please feel free to right now. <laughs> this is your exit. You've, you've been forewarned. You can't say that we didn't tell you. Just, just going ahead and, you know. So, uh, where do you guys want to start? I, I guess it, the best spot is either Guardian, because we, we did the Facebook thing about Guardians mm-hmm. right afterwards, uh, and, and Spider-Man Homecoming, so I guess we can start there and kind of work our way around and see where to go. I know Spider-Man Homecoming, I've seen it, he's seen it, Ryan Ryan's seen it, and you have I am, not. I am the big loser this weekend and have not seen it yet. So, we'll keep spoilers to a minimum, but still. No, some... we absolutely do spoilers <laughs> on this show. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, he is. He is. He he takes a gleeful, childish, just <laughs> whole joy in in. Here's uh, your first plea. Uh, in uh, in in spoiling things for me sometimes. Well, what was the one that you? Oh, it was Guardians, because I I wrote him and I go. I read the plot to Guardians too. Yeah, but you've yep. always done that. Yeah. I mean, for as long yes. as I've known you, you enjoy ruining the movies for yourself. Yes, yeah. and I. It's completely because I, I was the kid that. For Christmas, you know, when I was young, it was if you peek, all the presents go back. Now there's your rules have no power over me. I I threatened I threatened him with 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 bodily harm, with uh, our friendship, with everything if he ruined Guardians for me uh, after reading the spoilers online. But really, you kind of knew what it was going in. You knew who the villain was. Yeah. Like, the, the only real spoiler there was that Yandu dies at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the only spoiler. And that he likes being Mary Poppins. Y'all. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you, well, if you want to start with Guardians 2, yeah, it was it was a lot different. I thought think that was the part that surprised me the most, is how different it was in the first one. I thought, yes, I thought it was different in the fact that you went from uh, an ensemble piece where you're learning about these five different characters and you're and you're building them all as a team to essentially I, I'm gonna liken this to the Empire Strikes Back is because you have these these teams now all go not their separate ways, but you've got like three mini stories there. You've yeah. got the 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 Groot, uh, Rocket, Yandu, Pod, mm-hmm. you've got the the Drax, uh, Gamora, and then you've got, you know, Snake Plissken and Peter Quill, you know, bonding. So, I mean, you kind of had everybody go their own separate ways, and then they come back around yeah. in the end, kind of like... And that was the same the same analogy that I made and was going to make was, was Empire. It was very much the, okay, we've assembled our team. Yeah. Exactly. We've assembled our team. Now they're going to go and then come back together. Can we talk about how awesome it would be just to CGI young Kurt Russell into any movie? Are you sure it was CGI, though? Are you sure they didn't just dye his hair a little bit? I, I, read, I read an article about this, and he asked how much of that is CGI, and they said not as much as you'd think. That when they got him in uh, and got the, the hair in and, and a couple of things, that, that that was pretty close. They didn't have to do a lot of work. And he's, just, he's on the cusp of 70 if he isn't yes. 70. Yeah. Like, that's all the more reason that the uh, <laughs> Gerard Butler Escape from New York should just be scrapped, mm-hmm. and you just bring back Kurt Are Russell. they really doing Escape from New York, Gerald? That was one of the discussions that has been out there for a couple of years now. Wow. I was just thinking about that the other day. I, that was a movie that I'm like, when are they going to remake that? Yeah, no, that's been the talk for a while. I mean, you could bring back Jack Burton. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kurt Russell doesn't age. National treasure. Yeah. Underrated national treasure. Yep. 
even there, with Tango and Cash. We, uh, you didn't like Tango and Cash. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we have a theory. Uh, me and a buddy from uh, he lives up in Duluth now, but it's it's basically if you put Kurt Russell in a movie, it's probably going to be okay. He is. I, he's kind of like the 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 franchise. I don't want to say the franchise fixer. But he's kind of close. You drop him in some of those things. Like, that Fast and the Furious and, movie became better because it had Kurt Russell yeah, tied and, to and, it. And honestly, the reason that I... Because uh, it was it was seven. It was the last one where he came in. That was his first introduction. Uh, and that's why I watched it. Yeah. Is because they got Kurt Russell into it. And uh, I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. I'd probably like it, but I still haven't... I have no idea what's going on in the Fast and Furious movies. Apparently, from what I understand, and I have a, a, a friend who... Did not watch any of them. And then his friends told them, you need to watch them. And they get, essentially, they are, they've been dubbed the Car Avengers movies. Huh. Like, like, six, seven, eight have all gotten much better than, like, apparently they just go off on tangents. People die. They come back. Like, there's some movies that have none of the original cast in them, but they're, like, just there. It's like the Halloween 3 of, like, Fast and the Furious movies. Awesome. But... And I've yet to see, I think I saw the first one. Well, let me ask you guys this. Marvel has had a problem with having good villains in their movie. Kurt Russell, good villain or not? Good. Good. You liked him? Good. Uh, Simple motivation. uh, Had a few classic, you know, villain blunders. But overall, um, it was... It kind of worked because he was a simpler villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have an, an overarching, you know, extra super complicated plan. It was just a, I need, uh, I need Peter Quill to, you know, uh, go out in the universe. So yeah, uh, it was it, it was not terribly overcomplicated. It was not weak. Um, you know, there is there is no scenario under which I think anybody is actually going to say, and that's why I killed your mom, you know, that, right at the crucial moment. But I thought it was awesome when he blew his head off. Yes. When he brought up about the mom and he, instant reaction. But uh, no, I like I liked it. I, I think it was good. I liked Ego as a villain. I liked it a lot more when they, how they portrayed him as, you know, when you go back and, and they, they paged homage, homage to it a little bit uh, in the, in the film of, of the look of it and yeah. you know the, it, the, he had a great look and the, the the level of menace you know and you don't really see that in a lot of Marvel movies but the, there's the one scene where uh, where she falls into the the, the, the remains of the dead yes. kids which was and I thought that was like I don't want to say heavy because it's a Marvel movie it's not yeah. overly heavy but that was a little bit more of a game changer where they made him a little bit more menacing than you know, and there wasn't the you know big beam in the sky or something wasn't attacking a city or something, mm-hmm. yeah, which is kind of standard default mode for Marvel. But uh, last thing about he was a far more personal villain. Yeah, I well, love. I think the other thing too is you also forget that, that he's the main villain, but then you've also got the the Ravengers. So- no, no. Well, them, but you also got the Sovereign as oh this, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. That I think that's easy to forget because they're there, but they're not there for they're, a good they're, chunk of it. They're only driving action. They're not actually you know integral. Yeah. Last two things about Guardians. One, Kurt Russell just reciting the lyrics of Brandy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And that the fact that Marvel took the fan theory about Stan Lee 
and actually turned it into a part of the movie. Yep. As uh, him as one of the watchers. Yeah. Well, I think that that also shows you one of the things that Marvel does right, kind of bringing this all around, is that they're out there, that they're especially uh, gun, that uh, they they look to see what the fans, you know, are are saying and and like and and kind of, I don't want to say play to it, but they, I mean, where they can kind of incorporate it, they do. So, and we're getting, I want to move on to Spider-Man here, but... Uh, do you think it was one of those things where Marvel listened to the fans, or was that Marvel's plan all along, and somebody just guessed it? Happy coincidence. They listened to the fans. They said, oh, yeah, this will this will work. This will be great. Okay. Yep. Um, same thing with, uh, and this will segue nicely into Spider-Man. Uh, same thing with the, was the kit in Iron Man 2, Peter Parker. Which, uh, is it Holland? Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. Holland said, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I was just with Kevin. How do you say his last name? Fergie? Sure. Yeah, Faggy, Fergie, Faggy, Fige, That's when you got to practice, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently so. The uh, head of Marvel Films. <laughs> uh, he was with him and he said, well, he got asked and he didn't deny it, so I'm going to confirm it. Which, I love that kid because he just goes off the cuff. Um, I like that Tom Holland hasn't been allowed to read the entire Avengers script. Because they know he's a security he risk. Yeah, yeah, he can't keep a secret yeah. about it. I yeah. love it. Um but that's, I think that's the same sort of thing. They they saw an opportunity uh, and kind of took it and just said, hey, this works. I can't see a problem with this, so why not? Yeah. Let's do the fan service. Well, I think there's that, and one of the great things uh, leading into Spider-Man is how they really worked. And they didn't have to do it overly hard, but they, they worked in the Battle of New York really as the genesis of the Vulture. Um, and, and I thought they did a great job because that tied it all in. And there's Easter eggs all over the movie that, that will, uh, you know, like name drop winter soldier, will battle of New York, um, civil war. Yeah. There was a lot of that stuff that they didn't try and hide as much because it feels like they're trying to, yeah. Spider-Man is a part of this. He is growing up in this area and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, I mean, if you please respond about Spider Man that you didn't see. If you run that, but if you run that kid back to okay, so they're kind of following the timeline of two thousand and eight with Iron Man. The kid's like what twelve? So I mean, most of his life, uh, eight years is the difference. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, they actually show it in the okay. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, the kid has grown up in this where his formative years, you know, all he's ever grown up is with real life superheroes. I mean, yeah. No, I thought overall, I, I really liked the movie. I thought they did a great job showing Peter struggling as Peter Parker, which I don't. The other movies tried to do that. I don't think they did it as well. I, this is the first time that really puts him in high school, and yeah. he looks like a high school kid. I mean, he's yeah. like 21, 22, but he looks like he's about 15. It's not like Andrew Garfield, who's emo Peter Parker, that's kind of cool, and people kind of like him. Between that and then, you know, Tobey Maguire, who was like 45 years old by the yeah. time, uh, you know, Spider-Man 3 came out. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's it's easy to be sympathetic with a kid uh, and this kind of story. Put him in high school and the rest of it, we've all done that. It is very hard to be sympathetic with an eccentric billionaire playboy philanthropist struggling with his, you know, public identity now as as Iron Man and, you know, this, this massive hero. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get behind that kind of internal strife, but everybody's been in high school and had an outcast moment. I should, I, you know what? I think the best way to say it is Peter Parker in this movie is a kid and Spider-Man acts like a kid. Yeah. I mean, a, a good part of this movie 
is him trying to figure out how it works and if if anything you know in in going back to civil war is he'd been spider-man for all of you know he said he's had his powers for six months and he's he's pretty adept at you know battling the rest of the avengers at that point in time where this is almost regresses a little bit as he's trying yeah. to learn you know he's trying to, to to see the limits of you know how far can i jump and you know if i, I were you i'd just go out and shoot my web as far as it could go and see how See how far it goes. Yeah, you things like you know where he where he doesn't measure it right, and he's he's swinging and dragging <laughs> across the tops of the building, or when he's trying to get out of the suburbs and he's running across a golf course because there's <laughs> no buildings. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's something the '60s Spider-Man cartoon never had to deal with. He no, was always but, in in the city. But but something that uh, you know uh, has been pointed out comedically, you know, many years and many times in the intervening years. So yeah. I love the uh, the instant kill mode, the the suit setting. <laughs> it's the AI. Yeah. He's got all these default settings and stuff, and him trying to figure that out is just the best. Well, I also thought the the suit, and I know that people have either they love it or they hate it, but I thought it did a really good job of getting around. Okay, does the kid have spider sense or not? Yeah, you know, and I know they've said, oh, he spider sense exists in this world, but the suit kind of gave a as much of a realistic you know vibe you could could on it that yeah. you know it i thought it was cool it was a different angle and i think that was one of the things that i really liked about the movie is that it stayed true to the comic books in a lot of places but in other places it gave it a, a, a fresh take it kind of merged at times the worlds of spider-man and the ultimate spider-man yeah um if i had any issue with the movie there's two things that i i had an issue with one at times, the, the the goofiness kind of wore on me. Like yeah. it's, I thought at times it overstayed its welcome. Um, Did you think it was long? The movie? I, I didn't think it was long. I thought I thought it, I thought it moved pretty well. Um, I felt I felt like I had been sitting there forever because we we went to Flicks and it was the first time they did it, or we'd gone to Flicks. Uh, we'd gone to a similar one down in Kansas City when we saw Deadpool for mm-hmm. the Alamo Theater, mm-hmm. and I remember the lady saying, uh, "Hey, uh, we'll bring the." check out 45 minutes before the end of the movie and she finally came out and i thought god there's still 45 minutes left of this thing and it just i it it wasn't like a bad long but it was like eh, okay there's a few things we could cut here yeah no i thought it was i I thought they did a good job i thought that like i said they they merged enough you know i thought they did a great job with the vulture yeah i thought he was a i thought he was a great villain that wasn't too big for where Peter Parker was in in his. He had a great motive, I think. Yeah, I thought. To be honest, I thought he was one of the 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 stronger Marvel villains because he wasn't. He didn't want to take over the world. He didn't want you know. All he wanted this. money. He, he wanted money, and you know, if you go back to you know most of the villains that most of the heroes take on, you know, they they all aren't. You know, I'm going to take over the world. It's not the the Lex Luthor phenomenon. You know, but I mean, Michael, that part of that I think is is Michael Keaton. He brings a reality. I mean, to I mean, don't get me wrong. He has to have a well written character, but I I'd, I'd watch that dude read the phone book because you know he's he's going to do a good job with it. Yeah, but with that being said, there have been lots of great actors who my play puppy, Marvel villains that just they they just yeah. haven't been flushed out. I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. The dude was a Marvel villain, and 
you know, they made him as bland as you possibly pretty, could pretty, be. Pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. yeah he, Although he, he has one of the greatest mistakes. lines in the entire, and don't you yell into the mic when you do it. Tony Stark built this from a box of scraps in a cave. You said I couldn't yell into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> in a cave! <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I liked it. I thought it fit in well. I, Like I said, maybe a little long. But I, I still think my wife had the best description of it. She goes, this is PG Deadpool. Which is is sort of high praise, uh, at least in my opinion. But I also think that if you, I mean, Deadpool was based off the, the wisecrackingness of, yeah. of Peter Parker. So it, it makes sense. And I think that the other thing is that Deadpool is going to be that standard, like, no matter how good Deadpool 2 is... It's never going to live up to what Deadpool one was because it was so different. Now yeah. it's you know, you're, you're it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we we've covered Guardians two, we've covered uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Now we've got about ten fifteen minutes left. Uh, the the MCU, it's going. I mean, I mean, everything is leading towards Infinity War, and. Yes. I think my we we've seen the trailer for Black Panther. We've seen the trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Uh, is there anything else in between there? No, those are the next two. Uh, Ragnarok is November. Yeah, I think Panther is it's March, spring. Yeah, and, yeah. and then the Inf- first Infinity Wars, Wars is, is May. They're that close. I want to say March. it was May when I l- looked it up last because it was like the end of May. One way it's either. End of May or early June. Allow me to allow me to research this real quick. But uh, my okay, here's my worry about the MCU. Yeah, we're getting some great movies, and we're trying to lead to Infinity War. Isn't and I know it's going to be two movies that are probably two and a half hours long. Are we going to have enough set up in between with these next two movies that come out? Because Spider Man didn't have anything to do with Infinity War. It just was a tale about Spider Man. You had uh, Guardians of Galaxy two, which I think the last movie that actually had something to do with Infinity Stones or Infinity Wars was Doctor Strange. Are we going to the last? Yeah, the last time you saw one. Yeah, but my my question is: Okay, we've got two movies until Infinity War comes out. Are we going to go into Infinity War and? I mean, is it going to set up nice, or are we going to get so much story and? And stuff crammed into two movies. I think all you're doing is laying foundation right now for Infinity War. I, I think it's going to be... I think the setup for Infinity War is going to be in Infinity War. Well, at this point, he has none of the stones. He has none of the... That's a good way to say it. Uh, he's got, he's no, got stones. no stones. He's got no stones. He, uh, does he have the glove yet, Thanos? <laughs> That's yes. why he's doing it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. Uh, let's see. Uh, so part of that movie is going to be that it's going to be him getting the stones right i mean it i i guess i is is it going to bridge well enough or is it going to be like we've got so much crap in here that we don't know what to do with it here's what i'm going to tell you and i'm going to say this now on record infinity war one and two will not live up to the hype and when i say that to, to all the hype that we have because it's been building for so long the same way that you know it'll be over 10 years the age of ultron you know, didn't necessarily live up to the the hype of the first Avengers. You yeah. know, it's 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 going to be uh it's going to wrap everything up, 
and then from there be the launching point of what they're saying is phase four. But I, I think that the expectations of this movie for the cast and that, I think it's going to be a unique experience for the fans to see all these characters together. Yeah. If they can, listen, and I hope that I'm wrong, that this lives up to every expectation we've had on this, but I think that the amount of, of press and hype, and like you said, we've been talking about this movie for over 10 years at this point in time. Even when it wasn't a movie, yeah. you know, we've been talking about it. And I think it's, there's a lot of pressure there for them to kind of make it work. And now, with that being said, if based on what I've seen the Russo brothers do with the, the two movies, the two Marvel movies they have done, I've been really impressed. But again, if this movie doesn't make $2 billion, people are going to say that it's a failure. No. Uh, yeah, because ever since Phase 2, I mean, we've been... As soon as Phase 1 worked, they said, okay, Phase 2, you know, we're building, we're, we're, we're going, and... And when they announced Phase 3, then they announced Infinity War. So, I mean, this is where it was going. Uh, The other thing to comment on what you just said about the Russo brothers, and this is a conversation him and I have had before, I feel like they do a good movie that just happens to be set in the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. Like, so uh, Winter Soldier. That was a great spy flick that just happened to be set in, uh, you know, uh, the, the MCU. Um, well, I think I, that's, I think the, that's, thing that, I think that's the, the thing that Marvel's done well to, to kind of bring this all back is, listen, say what you want about Ant-Man. Ant-Man really was a great heist movie. It was. And, you know, people can, can blow it off, but it was a fun movie. It had a different angle. Winter Soldier is 100%. That's like Three Days of the Condor. That's like a, an old school spy movie, and it's done really well, except you've got yeah. superheroes and a talking computer in it. Um, you know, you've got... You know, Civil War is is essentially a you know, it's Avengers two point five. But but even with that, you've got you know a falling out between friends. Like their movies have different levels of 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 heart there. And and one of the things that I've read about Ragnarok is it's like a it's a buddy movie. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the thing that even though that you hear the MCU and and Spider Man is totally a breakfast. It's a John Hughes movie mm-hmm. with superheroes. Um, I think one of the things that they've done is they've they've taken different genres of movies using familiar characters that happen to be superheroes. Yeah. And for as much as people complain and bitch that oh all these movies have the same look and this the the villain is is weak, yeah. But they have morphed enough of these to a degree that make them different. I can I can honestly hope that you know uh, th- I would love for Thor Ragnarok basically be an updated uh, Road Two you know one of the old road, Bob Hope Road movies with not superheroes. to be confused with The Road because that yes, was a total exa- exactly see I'm hoping for planes trains and automobiles <laughs> <laughs> which I mean that's basically a road movie as well yeah so, okay timeline okay uh, November Ragnarok yeah um, February. Black Panther, which okay, I, I, that's why I was a little off, and and uh, so it'd be the same timing to, as to release Deadpool. a big tentpole in February says a lot about how the movie industry changed and how pretty much Marvel says if we put it out, it's going to make money. Well, the other thing too is with that, and I think that that Deadpool showed that is that if there's not a lot out in February, so if you've got a good movie at that point in time, you can make a ton of money, and if it's got good word of mouth, that people that's, will see it. Yep. And they'll go because there's nothing else. Like the bad thing about summer is, is you've got, you know, boom, 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 boom. Like every week, you almost get some fatigue else. there. Yeah. Uh, May May is uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. July is Ant Man and the Wasp. 
Um, didn't on... even know that was coming out. Yeah, they had a they had a casting announcement about that. Oh, really? Yesterday. Yeah. Um, the the one guy, uh, the one Shield agent, we're gonna see again. Yep. Which one? Um, I would grab my phone, but yeah. then it'd just be you. So. That's fine. Uh, Venom. After that, if we can consider that. Well, it's not. I mean, it's not MCU related, yeah. but I mean, it's Marvel. But and then then we're jumping clear to March 2019 for Captain Marvel. Uh, and then wow, they're putting out that Venom movie next year. Yeah, and then then May third, twenty nineteen for Avengers four, and then July the Spider Man sequel to launch, which is going to be Sinister Six, five. right? No, because there's rumors that this, they, Sony wanted to do their own Sinister Six movie. Okay, how do you do yeah. Sinister Six without Spider Man? How do you do a Venom movie without Spider Man? I mean, sure. I mean, if you make it look good and dark and have carnage there, because I, I guess that's going to be the villain. But I mean, how do you do a Venom movie without Spider-Man? The the only... And how do you have an Eddie Brock that's five feet tall? At least he's muscular now. Well, the other one I'll give you, and, and not to spoil, you know, uh, Homecoming, but the Flash Thompson who's in that movie is not the Flash Thompson no. we've grown up with, and it's great. And it, it works... You so just, much better. You just hate that kid. <laughs> Penis Parker. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, and of course, now I can't find it. But uh, yeah, no, they uh, they one of the Agents of Shield uh, yeah. actors is going to be in in. Uh, is it the Batman. Coulson? No, um, no, no, no. It's no. um, it's uh, it's uh, the uh, it's the Asian guy, right? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, um, Jimmy, um. Well, this, Either way, this, go look it up. This has gone nowhere. <laughs> this whole thing derailed. Uh, I, I guess, I mean, if we're going to throw this in and really wrap this up uh, in humans trailer. Well, real quick, before we okay. go into that, I, I think the most exciting thing about what you're going to see about the MCU is you're going to have the Infinity War, and that's going to close up a lot of the arcs. Yeah, yeah, and, it's yeah, gonna, yeah. and the other thing that's going to happen with that is from that, you're also getting... You, you now have a, a new hero in Spider-Man. You have a new hero in Black Panther. You have uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And you're, I think you're still going to have you know the Jeremy Renners and, and the Nick Furies. But and, you're going to see, I think you're going to see uh, uh, Chris Evans exit. Um, I think you'll see him de-emphasized. De, de I think I, you'll see Helmsworth. I, and the funny thing is, is the, with this universe, when they built it, your stars were Downey mm -hmm. by default, and and you didn't. I, nobody would have thought that he would have had the career renaissance right. with that. Um, Johansson was a star, mm -hmm. and Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chris Evans was an actor that was established. People knew who he was, but he was not he wasn't a superstar. A no. And no. the other thing I'll say about Chris Evans is he does other movies. He does he the does. big blockbuster, and then he does one of his films, uh, whether it be a Snowpiercer or yeah. uh, or uh, The Gifted or the, the movies that he likes mm -hmm. to do. But Helmsworth is the one who's really become the star, and no matter what he's been in, he usually no. steals that movie. I mean, Ghostbusters, the vacation movie. Yeah, I just, like I said, and we can wrap up with this, but it was... I, that's, watched, I watched two shitty Snow White basic movies uh, based on The Huntsman, because yeah. that's another guy. I'll damn near watch him uh, read the phone book. Uh, he really put him up at Kurt Russell level. But I, I think or Tom Hanks. Damn near. I think he's another example of who's going to want to do other things. And I, I don't think that they'll ever lose. I, I would be shocked if they kill off Chris Evans, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. I'll be shocked if they kill off yeah. Thor. I don't, it's Disney. They don't really yeah. do yeah. that. They'll severely cripple and maim, uh, a la you know, War Machine. 
but very rarely will I mm-hmm. think that they'll kill anybody. I think that it always leaves the door open and the rotating cast of characters. Yeah, I just I always had that worry about because if you look at what is going to happen in Infinity War, you know, he's got to get the stones. Uh, he, you know, uh, they've got to get back together, Captain America and Iron Man. And there's all these different steps, and it's like they're not working their way towards it like they had earlier on. So that's that was just my concern about that movie itself. But I think it's gonna be a it's gonna make money. Oh yeah. I mean, it's gonna be cool. We're all gonna go watch it. Well, here's the other thing too: is they have to introduce the uh, what is it? The Black Order? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have that introduction, yeah. and I think that's how he's gonna get all the stones. Mm-hmm. You, you know, they'll go grab them all individually, and then it starts at stones. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, real quick, Inhumans, go. <laughs> I like the dog. Uh, the dog was the only good part of that trailer, as far as I'm concerned. I think it's it's been... That's Marvel's biggest mistake, right? Thinking in humans can be something? I think the biggest mistake that they made is they, they took away one of their core pieces in X-Men and tried to focus on making the Inhumans something that they could brand outside of comic books. And I think that's my... like I don't want to say that it's being forced... But it's being that's, forced. That's really that. That's exa- You know, that's that's the part that I've been missing. That's that's really insightful. You're right. It's because they don't have the X Men. Yeah. Because I've been sitting here for a year, going, "Why the hell are they pushing Inhumans? Nobody gives a crap about the Inhumans because they don't have the X Men. They don't have they they don't have the X Men. And the same thing is is why I think that the Fantastic Four has been allowed to. You know, you you don't see that stuff, and mm-hmm. that's it's criminal when you see the the, the type of their character that the thing is and the Human Torch, and uh, that's the thing. You, I mean, that those characters are non-existent. Although I will say that they've done an amazing job um, rebranding Reed Richards as a villain. But again, you'll never see any of that. No. You know, no. you don't see the. I mean, they try to move the thing around as a, a comic book version of Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and. Like I said, but I that's I, that is one of my biggest issues with Marvel right now is the the film and TV division are driving the print division, and if they don't have those rights to those characters elsewhere, they kill them. Yeah, TV Which, version. I, mean, I just I there there is there is a certain certain logic to that to keep all the eggs in one basket, so to speak, to make it accessible. So this looks like this, but by the same token, yeah, I mean, you can't suddenly, because the MCU is its own thing. It's a combination of origin stories. It's a combination of ultimate stuff. It's a combination of, you know, what works well because this translates to the screen. And we've already established this, so it's a logical leap for Tony to build Peter Parker's suit. You know, he's already got these facilities where this kid and, uh, you know, uh, some of that stretch is incredible. Credulously, I don't know. Yeah, um, just to me, it's like you're you've wiped out these these historic legacy characters, and and the X Men is probably the 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 best one. Whereas that that last miniseries they did, and I know that they're just trying to bring them back in in different series now, but essentially didn't you know in the comic books the the Terrigen Mist that created mm-hmm. the Inhumans kills literally kills mutants. Mm-hmm. So in theory, the Inhumans. Killed off all the, the X Men. Yeah. yeah, boom. See. Speaking of X Men, uh, one word answer. Uh, Logan, good, depressing, both, both, both. 
You know what that is? And it's I've said this to a couple of people. If you take out the superhero aspect of it, it is a uh, man with cancer taking care of his father dying of Alzheimer's. Wow. And that's not a that's and not a feel good movie, but no, it's not a feel good movie. <laughs> and there's a little girl there to watch them both die, and then you put it in black and white, and you have just the ultimate as heartbreak of the as, year. As the as the father of a small girl, um, who's apparently that way. Yes, uh, sorry, I, you, just, yeah. <laughs> she's as locked a, in the other room. <laughs> as a father of a of a of a of a young daughter. Um, you know who's who's sort of midlife crisising here, uh, doing a podcast in a basement. <laughs> but you know, just because I'm I, talking you know, about I'm, comic books, I'm 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 on the <laughs> the top side. You know, headed to forty. Um, that movie was was with those scenes uh, towards the end was was just heart wrenching for me. Just absolutely, uh, just absolutely destroyed me. I just, when he's pulling out his own claw, all I could think of was a Viagra commercial. <laughs> I will tell you this though the 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 other thing is is I would take those last two movies that were done by uh, Mangold, Marigold, hmm. Mangold, uh, Mangold uh, over any of the other uh, X Men movies. Like he, the Wolverine had the ability to be hands down. It that was a uh, a Clint Eastwood western, mm-hmm. much like uh, I thought Logan. Was and they've said this. It's like the Unforgiven. Yep. Um, and I, I thought that that was one of the ways that that character always worked best. And and the director got it. And it wasn't X Men's origins. It wasn't yep. that. And they and they made him real by one age and and then the second one by you know the the Venom that that you know eliminated his healing factor mm-hmm. and that. And I think that's what made that character better because it also allowed Jackman to act. Basically, we're what it comes down to. It sounds like, and we it works with both the Wolverine movies you just said and Spider Man. You take out the origin story of these, and it's an already much better movie. Correct. Yeah, we've seen it. I think you do that, but the other thing is, is you make these guys relatable. Again, Spider Man, high school, relatable. Um, Wolverine, when you take away some of the the aspects of it and the fact that he's dying, again, relatable. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest issues with trying to put together a Superman movie. But that's uh, he's not relatable, I, I and that's know. a whole another. I know, oh, I know that, DC. That, I know that you know it. It definitely made me think about the times that I had to fight a younger, stronger version of myself. And on that note. We are 151. Uh, You can follow us on Podbean and YouTube and iTunes. Please subscribe to our channels and rate us. Uh, Also, you can follow, like, and share us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151. The show, we can't end without a shameless plug. Cue the music! Uh, This is part of the show where we shamelessly plug something. Uh, It doesn't matter what it is. We've done t-shirt stuff we've done movies we've done lightsabers we've done tools and everything in between but it's something that we uh like and want to put out there and this is actually uh one that uh uh, we we've kind of done this shameless plug before but i want to redo part of it loot crate good choice okay you know what loot crate is i do and i struggle with if i want to uh get a subscription or not every single month because i have so much crap in my house already that my wife rolls her eyes at i don't know if having it show up at my door where she usually gets to it first as opposed to me sneaking it in would 
be the end of the marriage. It's a convenience factor having it show up at your door, I will say. Well, what the reason I want to go back to it is, yeah, I, I subscribe to Loot Crate and you get the, the box of nerd stuff. And it's, you know, anything from, you know, stuff like this. Captain America, Captain America's shield. It's metal, too. Feel that thing. Yeah, how about that? Uh, but uh, the, the reason I want to redo it is because the t-shirt stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll send you the email and they'll have like a special weekend thing where it's like, hey, we've got these t-shirts for $4. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Tony Stark Industries Racing shirt came from. And uh, there's a couple other ones that have came through, and it's just, it's like, wow, these are really awesome shirts. And the shipping and handling literally costs more than the shirt itself. Yep. And now now we'll have to find some uh, some time to wear our matching shirts, because I got that in the crate when it, uh, when, it, when it arrived at my doorstep originally. Oh, really? Yep. That's awesome. But yeah, I just, I, I was thinking about that the other day, and it's like, Loot Crate with all the other, you know... You know, trinkety stuff. The the T-shirts make it worth it. Yep, and and they have they have their specialty boxes as well. Because I I don't subscribe to the standard Loot Crate anymore, but I still get the Firefly box uh, every every two months. Yeah. So Firefly box, huh? Uh huh. Nice. You're such a child. Yeah, I am. I'm in a basement talking about comic books. Stones. <laughs> so, uh, if you if you want to get involved in Loot Crate, go to their website, lootcrate.com, and uh, take a look at it. I mean, the, the the specials they send are just awesome. Like, I did the mystery shirt, was the last one, mm-hmm. and I got this awesome Fallout shirt. Nice. Yeah, so, it might be on an upcoming episode, I'm not sure. Only you can decide that. Yes, only I can decide. And the pile of t-shirts that I brought downstairs. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right, we're 151. Please uh, like, follow, subscribe, and rate us. We'd appreciate it. That's going to do it for us. Thank you again to Ryan Patrick, who uh, was nice enough to stop out. Yay. Thank you. And be a guest on the show. Uh, he's going to be back next time as we do Bag of Questions. Bag O Questions, excuse me, Volume 3. Is that the Irish version? Yes. Yes. <laughs>